Hey everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your transformation coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Now, often I am on uh, just audio and today it's a, it's a special occasion so I thought I would do a, a, um, a video version here. So I started recording podcasts uh, just over five years ago, and uh, I obviously run this one, The Mental Toughness and Body Show, but I also have another one, which is called Rob Evans 365. And uh, I, I do two podcasts a day, and things have, have just been going along so so quickly that uh, a couple of days ago, we reached uh, 3,000 episodes uh, amongst the, the two podcasts. And I wanted to talk about uh, today, like the, the top 1% uh, like mindset, um, thinking and how you can achieve these sorts of results uh, throughout your life. And I guess this is just one example because um, I just did some, like some quick research and it's something like uh, only 17% of people uh, have done podcasts out of millions of podcasts that are on Apple uh, in the last 90 days. And to uh, do more than 3,000 episodes uh, certainly puts me in the top uh, 1%. And I guess what that demonstrates is uh, just my commitment and the longevity of doing this. Um, I think most people don't do more than um, sort of 10 episodes in a, in a podcast because they lose the momentum or they don't create the momentum. And one of the things that... Um, I remember I was sitting in the audience and the, the time that I got to meet Dr. Phil and he was saying that um, I think at the time I was listening to him, he just recorded like the 3,000th or the 4,000th episode of uh, Dr. Phil and I thought, wow. At that point, I think I'd only done like about 130 podcasts and I thought, wow, do you know what? I'm going to do more episodes than Dr. Phil. Obviously, I'm not on TV uh, but that was just something that really inspired uh, me to uh, be committed because what I thought about was, wow, he's been doing this for so many years and what a commitment that takes. And that lit something within me. And it's like, I want to do that. I want to be able to just keep going and keep going and keep going. <clears throat> At the time, I was only doing the one podcast. Uh, this, this one, The Mental Toughness and Body Show, was really born out of uh, my coach, JT. He uh, reached out to me uh, around the time of COVID and said, you need to do this. He said, this would be a great name for the uh, for your show. And I said, okay, I will do it. And so I've done two a day every every day ever since through the, uh, the lows, the highs, uh, going through COVID, going through um, the passing of my daughter. Um, every single day, I, I still record no matter what um, because... Life throws at us uh, a whole bunch of challenges. And uh, I think my commitment to uh, both my podcasts is to uh, just demonstrate what is truly possible um, for you. And it comes from that top 1% uh, of thinking and what it is that you are, are truly capable of. So I guess if uh, I break some of the things down where I, I think about the top 1%, obviously we've spoken about the podcast here, Another one is uh, business success. Uh, when, uh, like my background, if you've been following me for a while, so I, I studied uh, as an accountant, became a chartered accountant, worked, worked in big corporates for like 19 years. 
decided it wasn't really thriving me. I had a lot of skills, but uh, I never even contemplated running my own business. And um, then I just took a chance on myself and I, I got qualified in uh, being, being able to do what I do now in health and fitness, which is where I spend most of my time. And uh, um, got some sales training, got some coaching, some tools, some marketing tools and a website and bang, off I went like 14 years ago. And I I guess I, I never thought that I would ever run a business. Honestly, I didn't think I was smart enough to run my business. I didn't think I would uh, be able to make much of it at all. A lot of limiting beliefs uh, as I was growing up. Uh, my parents were supportive, but they they weren't the sorts of parents that would really push you outside your comfort zone. Uh, so um, with all the stuff I went through as adolescents and being bullied and uh, yeah, my marks weren't great, I didn't, have a, uh, I didn't really have any friends and, and stuff. And so the, my confidence in, in my abilities was, was really low. So I never thought that I'd be able to run a business. I just thought I'd always be working for somebody. And it was only through the skills that I developed through working for corporates and, and looking at my track record and saying, well, hang on a second, you've, you've gone to uni, you've, you've done a bachelor in business accounting, you've gone on to <clears throat> pardon me, get a job with one of the, the big six or big eight, I think it was back in it was Coopers and Library before it was PricewaterhouseCoopers um, back in the 19, 1989, I got that job. And, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, then I said, well, and then I became a chartered accountant. It's like, a, I, by that stage in 1990, I'd been to the world championships in I used to play the bagpipes and I, I went to the Glasgow in 1990 and played in the world championships uh, and that was significant milestones. So I was like, hang on a second, where's this rubbish coming along that you're, you're not good enough to do these things? And so I guess over time, my momentum build, the results grew in what I was doing uh, in uh, corporations. And and then I, I took the plunge. And and now if I look at my, my net wealth position and what I've been able to do in this business and the thousands of people I've been able to help around the world, then... Again, it's that top one percent. Um, certainly, in the industry that I work in, uh, I you know I'm in that top one percent uh, of success for doing those things, um, and that is not something that I stop and think, oh wow, look at me. It's just my work ethic, my focus, and my drive to continually get better that has has got me to that position, which is uh, which is really cool. One of the other things that. Um, I pride myself on the, I, I restructured my entire life and career around this, which is the health, the wellness, the fitness and so forth. And I aim to be in the top 1% of health, wellness, fitness for my age, uh, which I am. And I, I guess it's not something that um, I suppose that I have been so, so driven on. I've got to be in that top 1%. I've got to be in that top 1%. I guess I, I had a DEXA scan years ago and it had some data on there and I, I'm like, oh, what does this mean? And it's like, well, that means you, you're in, um, uh, you know, like the, the top 2% of health for your age based on body fat, body composition and so forth. I'm like, oh, okay. So hmm, that's interesting. I'd like to get in the top 1% because that was just something that uh, that did drive me. Um, but uh, I, I guess what I was doing, I was just trying to improve myself and then, realized that there were some statistics that came along and then over time i've just taken some pride in knowing that well with everything that i'm doing it does put me in this top one percent of 
and these various aspects of my life. And so I really like that. So uh, because I like to do what most people will not do. Um, so if you want uncommon results, you've got to do uncommon things. And if you're in the top 1% for doing these things, then that's very uncommon. Uh, they say that the, the bottom is really crowded. It's the it's the top uh, that there's plenty of space. And um, I through the the high performance coaching that I do, and I, I guess my obsession, if you like, with high performance outcomes has helped me realize what it does take uh, to get there. And and I like that. It's 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 like the um, you hear about sports people that talk about the the preseason and how. Um, some people hate the preseason, but a lot of people love the preseason because they they love the work. And the people that are at the top of their game do the work and realize just how hard that work is. But it it's like if you don't do that hard work, you're never going to get to be the best version of yourself. And it's not until you realize just how hard it can be that that's going to get you uh, to that that other side, into that that top one percent. And uh, I really like the process of getting to that top 1% because it requires a, a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of commitment and most people can't do that. And I guess what also drives drives that for me as I think about this out loud is because of uh, like way back, <coughs> sorry, I got a fog in my throat, uh, way back into my adolescence and there were people around me saying, you, you know, you, you can't do this, but probably the the loudest voice in that was my in my own head saying that, oh, you're never going to be able to do this. Look at your track record here of failure, if you like. And so you're, you're never going to be able to achieve, you know, that that next level. So I do uh, like the fact that now I'm able to do these things and <clears throat> most people can't do it. So like I've been uh, on the health and fitness side of things. I've been uh, training now for 35 years. I've had a, <clears throat> so let me just take a drink. <clears throat> It's really annoying doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, over those 35 years, I've been strength training outside of the, the weeks where I've had uh, having a, a rest week or I've had my, my shoulder surgeries and so forth. I've, I've worked out every single week. I've had a big focus on my food. And uh, if you think about uh, what it is that you've been doing yourself, uh, like if you've been doing it that long, have you uh, been completely committed to uh, what's super, super important to you. And so I was addicted uh, to the the process um, back in 1988 when I first started training and just loved it. And I was fortunate to be uh, guided the right way. I went to the right gym and, and uh, yeah, I've just run with it uh, from there and then obviously changed my career uh, to uh, really spend a lot of time working in in, in this space. And I, and I just, uh, just love it. And um, so I think the the other thing about top 1% is just um, like my spare time. If you think about what are my hobbies, my hobbies are studying high performance. My hobbies are going to the gym, uh, uh, learning about health, learning about nutrition, looking at trends, all that kind of stuff. So I can become a better coach and how I can become a better human being, a better person and uh, get better results for all the people that I work with as well as, as myself. Because if I'm no good, I can't be any good for anyone else, which is why I want to be in that, that top 1%. I have a very, very hectic schedule, um, you know, up to 54, 55 uh, coaching sessions a week, plus running a household, uh, running a business, running a family, and looking after my own health and wellness as well. 
if I'm not completely energized and focused, then those things will just fall by the wayside. Uh, but my business is growing and uh, I really love that. And so the, uh, I guess that love for, for business as well as the love for success and the success of my clients uh, is what really thrives me to, to keep on doing it day, day after day after day. One of the other things that I've done recently is um, I'm always, again, it's in this high performance space, looking for what can I do to get that edge? And maybe it's a, it's 1%, 2%, 3%, 5%, whatever it is. Uh, I, I look at different things and, and see, okay, is this something that I can introduce into my, my daily life? Uh, so probably five years or so. No, actually, it's probably longer. Probably seven years ago, I, I did an assessment of, you might find yourself in, in these situations from time to time, where I had this really great, a great day, a great couple of days, a great week, and I'd have a, a kind of an assessment at the end of a week and I think, gee, that was a really good week. It felt really, really good. And then for whatever reason, we tend to, to my thinking was different back then, but you get stuck into the transactional stuff of business and uh, a week would go by and I'd like, just didn't feel like it was the same as last week. Then maybe another week goes by and uh, you, you find you're getting distracted, not consciously, but upon reflection, you find, well, I'm a little bit distracted. I'm not getting as many outputs done as I I did the week before, what's going on? And then what I realized was I was not replicating my focus. I wasn't replicating those those big outcomes. And I'd find that maybe a week or two, I'd be really focused or uh, like the majority of the days within that time. But then I'd have uh, like periods of like a week or so where I just wouldn't be focused. I'd be doing things, but I just wasn't focused. And I would get distracted by other things like distracted by email or it's like, oh, let's watch something on YouTube. And I've got two screens here. And it's like, well, I'll have something playing on YouTube that would might distract me from what it is that I'm really doing. And then I decided like about that seven years ago that why don't I create a checklist of all those things that help me if I do them every day, will help me stay focused and get really good outcomes. So I came up with this checklist about a dozen things, and then I would uh, I'd print that sheet off and I would tick them every day and uh, for every day of the week. Now at this stage, I was only doing that five days a week, so Monday to Friday, and then I'd look at it at the end of the week and say, oh, well, I only achieved you know this on this day, and I missed this on this day, and I'd rate my day at the end of it. Uh, each day and I worked out that okay well if I don't do these things every day I still get good outcomes and then I'd add some other things in trial those and then I came up with this list of things that if I do this every day yes I'm really happy with the, my outcomes and I know that I'm growing and doing those things and so now it's just it's kind of in my brain so I do it so often but I do it seven days a week now and that has been a, a big step up in helping my focus so then fast forward to no, a few months ago, about three months ago, I was uh, watching this thing on Netflix on quarterback and I saw uh, Kirk Cousins quarterback for the Vikings. Sorry, Kirk. And uh, he was talking about this uh, neurofeedback uh, training that he was doing. I'm like, this sounds interesting. And so I looked into that. And, and so he was talking about how it gave him like 1% to 3% um, difference. And this is very different. And most people uh, don't do it. 
But I thought, okay, this is really interesting. So I inquired into it. I got the equipment. Uh, I've got the app on my phone. And now I do uh, do that coaching as well. So essentially you wear, um, actually I can show you, I've got it here. Comes a little kit. Uh, you wear this, um, this little duver around your, your head. I won't switch it on, but you wear it around your head like this. Um, there can be an electrode, depending on the training you're doing, an electrode, it's probably a bit low about there, um, that plugs into this and you can connect um, to the different part of your head, depending on which training you're doing. And then uh, you you can either listen to something or you can watch something. You've got to use uh, your phone. And it gives you instant feedback uh, by, let's say you're watching something and when you're not focused, the screen will dim. When you're focused, it will come full brightness and full volume, and then it it, it dips and, and so forth. And so I, I started doing this for a while. It's one of those things where you've got to let your brain do the work. You can't say, okay, I'm going to really concentrate on getting higher numbers and that sort of stuff to give you a score. Um, it That doesn't work. And uh, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's about 400 sessions, something like that you've got to do. I think it's 400 hours. I think it's 400 sessions that you've got to do to uh, start to get a really big improvement. And so I've, I couldn't tell you how many that I think I've done for just about 82 sessions, something like that now. And um, I, I have a look at the benchmark uh, information, which shows you about all of their clients. So I'm not sure how many tens of thousands of clients or hundreds of thousands of clients that they've got, but I am now in the top 1% of people that do this, uh, on a monthly basis. In other words, I, I train more than 99% of everybody else. And then that just clicked over yesterday, which kind of prompted me to throw that into this conversation as well. So um, I'm in the top 1%. Now, uh, I also got some feedback the last couple of days saying that uh, my neurofeedback is showing that I'm in the zone 65% more than I was when I first started. So it shows that the training is starting to pay off. Now, I'm telling you all of these things, I'll wrap up uh, in a second, but I'm telling you all of these things because if you're listening, there's one thing that's in common with all of these things, and that is that I'm in control of them, right? The neurofeedback, I can control that. If I want to be more focused, I can do that. If I want to work harder, I can do that. If I want to... Uh, create a better business, then I can do that by my focus, my coaching, etc. If I want to learn how to become a better coach, I can do that. If I want to obsess and study over high performance across any different fields, I mentioned Dr. Phil, I mean, I've met Richard Branson, I've met the president of uh, Obama. I've met so many, like, oh, how many? It's about 40 or 50 celebrities now, billionaires and studying like sports people, um, uh, as I say, highly successful uh, business people, billionaires, et cetera, et cetera. And I listen for what, what are the high performance things that, that they're doing? And there are common traits in all of it. They're all very focused. They all get coaching and they're all relentless in their work ethic in what it is that they do. And so I can be in control of that as well. My health and wellness, I can be in control of that. Yes. Is there genetics that play a part? Yes. But if I need, if I know that drinking more water, for instance, is something that flushes out toxins and is good for me, then I can be in control of that. If I know that doing strength training 
is good for me. I can be in control of that. If I want to do some cardio, uh, I'm in control of that. If I want to work on my neurofeedback training, then I'm in control of that. And for me, getting in that top 1% is really, really important. And then now, nowadays, that does drive me. So I think, oh, what are the, the, the uncommon things that I can be doing to make me uncommon? Because I've always been different. I've never really fitted in, um, you know, hence the bullying. You know, I'm a shorter guy. I was an easy target. Uh, my thinking is is different to most. I'm not a social, uh, like social butterfly. I don't enjoy going out and doing those things. I'd rather stay at home and um, either build a relationship, a sort of one-on-one or, a, you know, a couple of people at a time. Or I'd rather be uh, working on myself and doing my neurofeedback training or, or studying high performance or uh, spending time with my daughter or you know, doing those sorts of things or working out and, and, and doing that kind of stuff. My thinking has always been a little bit different so, and that's okay. Um, but I used to make it wrong about myself, but it's okay. But I really love the fact that I can be in control of these things. And so this is the, the takeaway for you. If you want to aim to be in the top 1% for your age, for your health, then go for it, right? If you want to be the top 1% in neurofeedback training, then go ahead and, and do it. If you want to be the top 1% in your field, in business and, and so forth, then then go for it. You can do it. Um, like I'm, people say, wow, you're extraordinary in what you do and your focus and all, all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, that may be, but I've I've created that. I wasn't born this way. I, I built it out of, um, I suppose, pain and uh, you know just wanting to be different and, and wanting to get better results for myself. And uh, like the business one, you know, if I'm in the top one percent of uh, like business and wealth and and so forth, then none of these things have anything to do with, <clears throat> I suppose, those uh, like like the dollars. It has nothing to do with. Uh, I want to get the most episodes of podcasts in the world. All I'm doing and all the things I'm speaking about, it's a sense of satisfaction for me because there was a, a big period in my, my life where I never thought I'd be able to do anything. You know, I didn't think I'd amount to anything. I didn't think I'd be able to accomplish anything. And so all of these things are just really for me. Other people benefit from them, like my coaching and all that kind of stuff, but it's about what I'm proving to myself. And I think when you've got that mindset, you never settle. Like it's like, okay, 3,000. Well, I want to get to 10,000, right? Because why? Because it's just uh, I, part of it is legacy uh, for the people that uh, I leave behind and leaving a digital footprint forever. Uh, but part of it is just to prove uh, to myself that, wow, well, if I'm going to get 10,000 episodes, then I'm going to go for uh, about another seven years or so to, to mark up uh, you know, that number, um, but I'm prepared to do it uh, because it's that sense of achievement. And I, I think, um, yeah, a lot of the times with social media and all that kind of stuff with the thin authenticity uh, comes through very, very strongly. I think if you if you want to achieve the success, do it for you and, yes, your, your family and so forth, but do it because of what it means to you. And the results will come like the dollars come, all that kind of stuff. But if you focus on the fundamentals, you get the right coaching around you uh, and with that right focus, then uh, you can do anything. So the last point I'm going to say is the only reason that I'm able to continue to do these things is because of my health. 
right? So if I've got better health and I've got more energy and then I can then have more focus, then focus, energy, I can do more of anything and everything. If I have poor health, then the energy suffers, the focus suffers, and I'm then no longer going to be in that top 1%, which is why I was, I guess, lucky back in 1988, I realized that the health, my health, the working out, my food was kind of like the center of my universe, my spine, if you like, and everything that I was going to achieve in my life would revolve around that. Now, I didn't really realize all of those things in that moment when I first started, uh, but I do now. And so everybody should be focusing on optimizing their health and being in that top 1% for your age. That's where your focus needs to go. So that is me out for today. 3,000 episodes, top 1% thinking, um, see where you're going. Um, yeah, I'm, I just did a quick analysis. And uh, these two podcasts now go to over 70 countries. It's been 62 for a while, but we're up to um, 70 countries now, um, which is pretty cool. I never thought, I when I first started my Rob Evans 365 podcast, uh, I recorded it for one person. It was uh, one client that I had that needed some ongoing. That's why I started because they needed some some ongoing support in between sessions and stuff. I thought, okay, well, I'll start recording. And so bang, now 70 years later, uh, the majority of listeners are in the US uh, for both podcasts, actually, even though I'm based in Australia, but the majority uh, are in, uh, in the US. So thank you all my US uh, supporters. And uh, yeah, if you want to connect with me, uh, go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com and you can opt in for a free consultation there. If you've got something wrong with the, uh, like the mindset, the, uh, your health and wellness, you want a program, uh, whether it be strength, whether it be cardio, whether it be uh, your, your meal plan uh, or how to help uh, improve your mindset, then just reach out. It's a free, um, it's a free consultation and it doesn't matter where you are in the world. All we need is a, um, I was going to say Zoom connection, an internet connection, and then we can connect on Zoom and um, connect there and just see what challenges you're going through. So here's to the next 3,000 episodes. Thanks for uh, being loyal listeners. I truly appreciate it. See you tomorrow.